Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff. And for the next half hour, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider shows us how to communicate deeper with God. We all want to love and be loved in return. And today on the program, Rabbi Schneider shares how we can communicate more deeply and intimately with God. If you'd like to take some notes today on this topic, then be sure to download Rabbi's study guides for this message. Just visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the resources tab, and then look for our series, Mysteries in the Gospel of John. And now, here is Rabbi. I'm going now to the fourth chapter. Yeshua said in the 23rd verse to this woman, he said, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I pointed out in the last episode that we had two separate kind of channels that Yeshua was ministering. On the one hand, he was telling her that the revelation of God to the world has come through the physical lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's come through the Jewish people. But then he went on to say, but those that worship the Father will worship him neither in this mountain where you Samaritans worship or even necessarily in Jerusalem. But those that truly enter in to a heart-to-heart communion with the Father will need to do so, not from a geographical place, but in the Spirit. I want to talk with you about worshiping God in the Spirit. How do we do that? The first thing that we have to understand is that to worship God in the Spirit, we have to be authentic. We have to be real. I mean, some of us have been so kind of caught in a religious trap that the only prayers that we pray are prayers that we were taught when we were children, are taught in church that are memorized prayers. And of course, some memorized prayers can be very powerful and very articulate and they're very doctrinally sound. But to enter in, beloved, to deep waters, we need to bear our soul to the Lord. We need to open our heart to him. We need to talk with him as a man speaketh to a friend, talking with him about our deepest fears, our deepest insecurities, our deepest confusion, our deepest desires. We need to bear our soul to him because he can only come into that place that we've opened up to him. And if we just have these religious prayers that we're saying and don't open up our hearts to him and disclose to him who we really are, he can't come in and dwell with us in a deeper way. We need to hide nothing from God. After all, he already knows everything, but he can only come in as we bring him in. You see, there's a mystery about our relationship with Hashem. There's a mystery about our relationship with God. Our God knows everything. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. But he only comes in and dwells where he's invited. He is a gentleman. 
He can intrude anytime he wants to, and he does that at times. But in terms of the type of relationship that he's looking to have with us, you and I who he created in his own image, there needs to be a partnership involved. He's not looking for a robot. He's not looking for somebody to force himself on. He's looking for somebody that desires him. The word of God said that his eyes are looking to and fro across the world, looking for somebody who's wholly devoted to him so he can show himself strong to that person. You see, the unique thing about human beings, the thing that separates us from the animal kingdom is the ability of consciousness that we have, our ability to be conscious and our ability to choose. Let me say that again. What makes humankind unique? What is it about you and I that's unique from all of God's other creations? Two things. Number one, it's our awareness. The fact that we have consciousness, that we can analyze, we can discern at a level of awareness that no other animal can do. And then secondly, it's the ability that we have to choose. You see, animals can choose to eat this or eat that, but I'm not talking about just survival instincts. I'm talking about a moral quality. I'm talking about a higher quality of consciousness and a deeper ability to choose. The ability that we have to be aware spiritually and the ability that we have to choose makes us unique and defines why we're created, why the scripture says that we're created in God's image. And so the reason the Lord made us this way is he's looking for a partner in love. He wants to love us and he wants us to love him back, but it's not real love if he makes us love him. In order for there to be real love, we have to voluntarily choose to love him. You see, we exist in God because all his creation is upheld by his power, and yet there's a degree, beloved, that we're unique individuals that are separate from God, and we can only be united to him when we sovereignly choose to be united to him. And so God is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And in order for us to worship him in spirit and in truth, we have to make a conscious decision to love him. And one of the ways we begin to do that is by being more authentic with him, disclosing ourselves to him, talking to him more than we talk to anybody else in life. We should communicate with him in the spirit in a deeper way that we communicate to anybody else on the earth, even our spouses. We should be talking to him all the time. Talking to God is not just talking from our mouth. We can talk to him out loud from our mouth, and we should. But we can talk to God in our thought life just by being conscious of him and being conscious that we're being conscious of him, knowing that he's communing with us in our thought life. We can commune with God in the recesses of our soul, in a silent way, we can commune with God from our soul. You see, before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he opened up his mouth and he spoke out loud. And he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I know you hear me always, but I'm saying this out loud so my disciples will know that you hear me. And then he said, Lazarus, come forth. 
You see, he prayed to the Father out loud before calling Lazarus out of the tomb so the disciples would hear him talking to the Father. You see, sometimes we think the problem is that God is too far away. Conversely, sometimes the real problem is we won't receive how close he really is. He's closer to us than our heartbeat, but we won't open up and let him in. It's a scary thing to be so open, to be so vulnerable, to let him in. He's closer to you than your heartbeat. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Thank you for remembering that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a listener-supported ministry. Rabbi Schneider's teachings are made possible through the generous gifts from people like you, who understand the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus' return. Because of you, we are changing lives all over the world. Give online by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And now, let's get back to Rabbi's message. In order to enter into this relationship that is deeply fulfilling, this relationship that Jesus said is a relationship so that you'll be satisfied and thirst no more because you were created for relationship. In order to enter in, you need to talk with God. Begin your day, beloved ones, just talking to Hashem. And you know what? He knows you don't feel great all the time. He knows when you're in a bad mood. It's okay, be honest with Him. Try to discipline yourself to choose right in terms of overcoming the negative attitude. Try to count your blessings when you have a negative attitude, looking at the glasses half full rather than half empty. But he knows the way you're feeling, so be honest with him. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to help you to overcome. Talk to him about your fears. Talk to him about your insecurities. Those things about your spouse that frustrate you. Talk to him about those things, but don't talk to him and then leave it there and let them build. Talk to him and ask him to help you to overcome and to love despite the irritation. Beloved, we need to worship in spirit and in truth. And truth, Jesus said, let's look at the verse again. But an hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. What is truth? Truth is when something is seen clearly and accurately. So when you're allowing God into your life as you are, not pretending that you're somebody you're not, not just by talking in religious language, but truth is truth. Truth is when it's clear. It is what it is. It's authentic. So to be in a relationship of spirit and truth, you're going to need to be completely transparent with Hashem, with Father God through Yeshua, and talk to Him about everything. Let Him in. And the more you talk to Him, the closer you'll get, the deeper He'll come in, the more He'll be able to help you and transform you and empower you to overcome and go on to the next level. Verse 24, God is spirit, 
and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. He was called Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is a powerful statement. For me as a Jew, to stake my soul and my heart and my mind and my life in this means that I am absolutely, beloved, going upstream because for myself as a Jewish person, I am in such a minority in the Jewish world because as many of you know, the Jewish community as a whole overwhelmingly has not believed that Jesus, that Yeshua is the Messiah. But Yeshua said to this woman at the well, when she said the Messiah is going to come, I who speak to you am he. He claimed to be the Messiah. And many of us have heard that famous saying by C.S. Lewis concerning Yeshua. Either he was a liar, he was a lunatic, or he's the Lord. Yeshua plainly said, I who speak to you am he. I am the Messiah. I am the prophesied Messiah that the God of Israel promised to the Jewish people. And I'm the Savior of the world. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but through me. Yeshua's claims were plain, distinct, clear, and exclusive. Either he was a liar, he was deceiving people, and he knew he was, he was a lunatic, or the third option, he was who he said he was. And we're going to see, beloved one, in the next chapter, John 5, all the witnesses that tell us that Yeshua wasn't a liar. He wasn't a lunatic. He was the Lord. He was the one who he said he was. John the Baptist pointed to him, behold, the Lamb of God. And then the Father's voice spoke, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And then the works that Jesus did, healing the blind, causing the lame to walk. Then the scriptures themselves pointed to Jesus. Jesus is the Messiah and his claims on your life and my life are exclusive. Jesus said, unless we pick up the cross and deny ourselves to follow him, the Mashiach, the Messiah, he said, we cannot be his disciple. See, a lot of people, we say we believe, but there are different types of belief. And some of us have confused saving faith, biblical faith, with a faith that is superficial and doesn't save. You see, James told us even the demons believe and tremble. It's not enough to believe that God exists or even that Jesus is the way. The demons believe that. That faith doesn't save. The Bible tells us later in the Gospel of John, that Jesus said to those that believed, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. It's not enough to believe he's the Messiah. We have to believe he's the Messiah in such a way that we forsake everything to follow him, that he becomes the focus and the object and the center of our life. He becomes the one and the thing that we're pursuing in life. Jesus said, I am the Messiah. So it's not enough to say, that's fantastic. It's like a stake in the ground, and it's like 
what are you and I going to do about that? If he is the Messiah, what are we going to do about it? Yeshua is calling for a complete reordering of our priorities. He's wanting our life to be turned upside down. When the disciples, when the apostles went out and preached the gospel in the book of Acts, the scripture says they turned the world upside down. That's what has to happen in our life. There needs to be a revolution, a revolution of our priorities that starts with a revolution of our desire. We pursue him because we believe he is the Messiah. He is the one that will give us living water. And as a result of that, we begin to hunger and thirst after him and pursue him regardless of the cost. Remember, Jesus said to the man that wanted to follow him, it was a man whose father had just died and he came to Yeshua, he said, I'm gonna follow you, I wanna follow you. He said, but first, let me go bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead. You follow me and preach the gospel everywhere. And he said, he that begins to follow me and looks back is not worthy of me. You see, beloved, when Jesus said, I that speak to you am he, I'm the Messiah, it's just not a claim to celebrate and move on. It's like, what are you and I gonna do about it? You see, the cross has been staked in the ground. Yeshua hung on that cross. His arms opened wide. The blood fell from his hands and his feet. The spear went into his side and the blood was shed. And now we have a choice to make. Decrease, like John the Baptist said about him, I must decrease, but he must increase. To make him Lord and begin to pursue him, putting his will first, letting him reorder our lives, let him recreate us because we become new creations in him. All things pass away and all things become new. We can either do that or we can stumble over him, missing the point and ending up getting to the end of our lives where we thought we believed in him. And he says to us, I never knew you. And those that Jesus spoke of in that parable in the gospel, he said, they're gonna to come to him and say, well, Lord, we, you know, we did all these good works in your name. Jesus said, I never knew you. How could that be? Because they never really gave their hearts to him. Jesus said, straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. And few that be there find it. And this narrow road, beloved, it has to do with swimming upstream. It means that when you walk down a narrow road, it's hard to walk down the narrow road. It's not just that few people take the road, it's that it's hard to walk down the narrow road in the original language. You're swimming upstream, you're coming against opposition. And so we close today considering Jesus' words when he said to the woman, I that speak to you am he. I leave you with that statement. What are you gonna do about it? You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. And you know, we believe God is in the business of changing hearts and changing lives. And He wants to be intimately involved with you because He loves you. And if you would like to accept Jesus into your life as Lord, then please let me invite you, go online to our website and click the link that says, Find Jesus. You'll see a couple of informative videos there 
along with the prayer request form. And when you connect with us today, we'll send you two free books as a gift just for letting us know that you made a decision to accept Jesus as the Messiah and Savior. And then to go deeper in your study of God's Word. Take a few moments to explore all the resources and study tools that we have available. You'll find content on our website that's designed to help you understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith. And there's even a page where you can partner with us each month as we continue to share the good news of Messiah with those who need to hear it the most. And to give a word about how your partnership enables us to continue doing God's work, here is Rabbi once again. Many are familiar with the story of the widow that the Lord appointed to feed Elijah during a time of famine. When Elijah approached the widow, he said, give me something to eat. And she said, well, all I have is a little bit of bread and a little bit of oil, and it's enough just for my son and I to eat it, then we'll have nothing and die. Elijah said, just do as I say and go prepare it for me. She obeyed, and not only did Elijah have a meal, but it sustained the widow and her son until it was no longer necessary to do so. The point I'm making is something supernatural happened when she entrusted her possessions to the Lord. I believe that the same thing happens in your life and my life when we honor the Lord with our possessions and trust Him with them. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is using this ministry to bless you and feed you, honor Him with your possessions through it, I'm confident that you're going to receive a supernatural blessing back. This is Rabbi Schneider. Thank you. I love you. And shalom. You can give a gift of any amount by calling 800-777-7835 or by giving online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. As a token of our appreciation, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month that's also available as a digital download. And don't forget, we look forward to hearing from our listeners. So if you'd like to connect with us to share your story about how God is moving in your life during this fourth and final quarter of the year, then give us a call. The number to dial is 800-777-7835. And then finally, did you know that you can catch this program and any of the others you may have missed when you download our mobile app? The newly updated Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are all designed to help jumpstart your day the right way. The app is free and available right now. But first, to wrap up today's message with a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh, God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh, 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 Penavelecha, Vea 
Hashem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with His countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, His peace. God bless you and shalom. If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, teaching notes, and so much more. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider discusses a different kind of nourishment, obedience. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.